This is Inanda Joy. And I'm Valerie. And we welcome you to the practice of living from your heart while finding oneness in duality. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Ding. And the angels sing. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Why do I always sing good morning? Everything should be sung. You know that. Valerie. How are you today? I'm doing good. Can you imagine? This is probably somebody's worst nightmare. They're like, <laughs> shut up. They're like, and I'm done. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So it's been a while. I know. We've kind of life and holidays and travel. Yeah. Yeah. And we're back together and we sit here and go, what are we going to talk about? And I have no idea. And then I reminded Val, we always have plenty to say. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how was your Thanksgiving? It was um, simple and quiet in a lot of ways. We didn't have kids, mm. but we were at my sister's and my mom came over. It was nice. You know? And Alexa went with you, right? No. Oh, she didn't. Uh-uh. She ended okay. up over at her dad's. So. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was nice. What about you? It was amazing. Good. Yeah. Thanksgiving, we traveled on Thanksgiving. We had leftovers for breakfast. Well, late lunch. Oh, that makes it. Okay, late yeah, lunch. Yeah, late lunch. Uh, no, not late lunch. Sorry. Late, late breakfast. breakfast. Okay, I'm like, Brunch. how do we go from breakfast to late lunch? <laughs> I know we were on a plane at that point. But anyway, but we had celebrated it early on the Friday before. Thank you. I'm, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm, my, my chest was a little too exposed, so I, I covered it. You're welcome, Val. No, no, I no. Know that I got the flash <laughs> while you were moving. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, anyway, so we had celebrated before. So Thanksgiving day was strange. I felt like, oh, we've already celebrated Thanksgiving, you know? So just a day somebody said we have to be thankful. No, I'm teasing. I know. For reals. For reals. But traveling that day was actually really great. No kidding. The new airport. Holy cow. I've seen pictures of it. And it looks amazing. It is amazing. And you have to walk for like miles. Uh, Well, when we took off, we took off in the A terminal, but the B terminal yeah. You're underground for probably a mile. Oh, really? I don't know if it's a mile. I like to exaggerate, but it felt like a mile. And then you got up in the aid terminal and then you had to keep walking. And they then don't you... have like a bus or anything? No. Uh-uh. Oh, and interesting. Then... It's like the LA. I feel like LAX is like that. Is it LAX where you walk yeah. a ton? Yeah. Well, I think there's the one in Georgia, Atlanta is that way too. Yeah. Anyway. And then, you know how you used to just go outside and you could walk all the way across the street to get uh-huh. to the pa- passenger pickup. So we got out, went down, went out to the street, crossed the street, got to the second curb. And then there's, to get to the passenger pickup, there's a big barrier. Oh, you can And we're like, what the hell? <laughs> so we had to walk back, go back up the escalator, oh. across the sky bridge. If you come to Salt Lake, this will help you. FYI. Yeah. And then like you have to walk across the two lanes to get to the passenger pickup. All the while, my daughter is like, where are you? I'm like, we're trying to find our way. She's like, when you get there, send me a picture and I will come pick you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, we're learning. <sighs> it was it was a funny experience. It was funny. But I'm learning just to like laugh at things instead of get frustrated and just like think it's hilarious. Roll with it. It's so funny. I feel like that's like the state of my life right now. And we talked about this a little bit Um, just with, I mean, I think, you know, when you pull up water, we drew some tarot cards today to maybe help with guiding us with what we should speak to and water, which is flow, Mm -hmm. flow state. 
or being in the observer and just mm-hmm. kind of allowing things to come in. And for me personally, I'm I'm definitely in a place of like this observation and co-creation and surrender. Like there's all three that I feel like are happening and it's really fascinating. It is that place of being, which you called in in, in directions, in my opinion. You know, we kind of get through, go through this phase, these phases of life to where we're learning, 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 and then we get to a place to where, okay, now it's just time to be, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean we're not learning, but we're just being, we're being in the world, but not necessarily of it. We're not getting pulled into the different chaos and the different mm-hmm. whatever that's happening, but being in that surrender state of, okay, I can co-create and I'm going to throw it up and let, and be in the observe observation Mm -hmm. of watching the unfolding. And I shared a few personal things that have been happening in my life. And there's been other things too that are really, it's really fascinating to watch some of the synchronicities that are happening. Some of the, that I've been asking for ease of this creation that, that my husband and I are working on. And anyway, just watching some of these pieces come in and watching it with a curiosity and almost like this childlike wonder of, I wonder what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. and being unattached to the outcome. um, Even though I, I, you know, this is, this is that dance between the co-creation of, I know I'm a co-creator with source, God universe, and I'm also surrendering to maybe there's something I'm not seeing and something else will manifest. If it's not this, it could be something different and that could be better. Yeah. And so, yeah, speaking of flow, I feel like, Anyway, that's yeah. just been my experience lately. Yeah, I've lately I've been loving the word curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Someone the dropped wonderment. that. Yeah. In a community I'm in, like, I'm curious about this. Yeah. And I'm like, that changes everything. Because right. we're not coming in with our conditioned beliefs. We're not coming in with our wounding. We're mm-hmm. not coming in with our projections. We're just like that huh. childlike wonder, yeah. that wonderment, that curiosity of, well, what is this? Yeah. And it does put you in the observer uh-huh. role because if you're curious, you're not trying to guide anything. You're just like, what's going to happen? Right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. Super fascinating. Yeah. Um, well, and that kind of leads to the, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know where to go, Val. Where do we go? Where do we go? <laughs> do we want to read this card? Sure. Yeah. I thought it was a great card. So one of the cards that we drew was Many Paths, and this is out of the Mystical Mystical Shaman Oracle, which, by the way, they have, I think it's this one that has an app, and I just realized this. There's an app for that? Yeah, you can do, you have to pay, I think it's like $15, but you can do, it's beautiful. Um, I think it's this one. It's beautiful, and you can do card readings, and the graphics and everything are just stunning. And this is always such a beautiful deck. Yeah, I love that. Um, That's Alberto Vidal. I can never say his last name. Vilodo. Um, but then Baron Reed, what's her first name? I can't think of it. And Colette? There, yeah, it's Colette right there Baron on the book. Reed. <laughs> well, on, yeah, I was looking at the site. Oh, <laughs> smart ass. We've already had a morning. And Marcella Lobos. Anyway, good God, this is too much information. So the card we drew... <laughs> Is the essence. Um, and I'm just going to read it. All paths lead to... No, the, the card isn't the essence. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you listen, people. We're just going in with curiosity and rolling with it. Yes. The card is many paths. Perfect. Thank Number you. Number 34. The essence says... Thank you. All paths lead to spirit. What you bring to your journey is what will determine if yours is a path of suffering, a path of wisdom, a path of bliss, or a path of loss. Consider the traveler who met two stonemasons. He asks one what he's doing, and the mason replies, I am squaring out this stone. 
He asks the other who is doing the exact same thing and gets the reply, I am building a cathedral. One man has a job, the other one has, a found, has found his work and calling. He's a part of an endeavor much greater than himself. Be, sh- be sure you pick a path with a heart. The invitation. Your call, is now, uh, your call now is to take a big, bold step and leave the beaten path. Heaven and earth are conspiring on your behalf to, dis- to support you in this move. Do not dally lest you miss the moment. It's time to sail into the uncharted. Be sure to attend, you attend both your path through this earth as well as your journey through the stars. The medicine. You have outgrown your current situation and risk losing your way in your own backyard. You are being called to step out of your comfort zone. Respond now while the call is still a gentle whisper. Even though the woods look thick and impenetrable, venture in and let nature guide your steps through the dark until you reach your destination. Remember, if you do not know where you are going, any path will take you there. And this is a card that Val and my intention was to draw for you that are listening. So this is a card for all of you and for us as well, because mm-hmm. everything as above, so below, as within, so without. Yep. But this this card is beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating because uh, Nathan and I spent the weekend with some friends in Florida, and she's a shaman. They're in very similar language and approach to life. So it was so fun. And they were complete mm-hmm. strangers before we stayed at their homes. And now they're dear. <laughs> well, they really were like soul friends. But um, we had this very conversation around suffering and mm-hmm. pain and it's a choice. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's unconscious until it becomes conscious. But it's that judgment that creates suffering. It's that um, victim. victim that creates suffering, mm-hmm. you know, giving. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Well, and just to expand on that a little bit, I, I, for a lot of people that could be hard to hear and it's a choice. This is happening to me, you know, especially with things that are pretty severe, losing a job, losing a loved one, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is. Of course, you're going to feel the pain and the heartbreak and right. the experience of having that thing happen. Right. But suffering is when you're so caught up in this that happened to you that you're such such a victim. You're you're feeling the victimness of it to mm-hmm. where you're powerless. Mm-hmm. You've given your power away. Something has come in and taken over your life, and that's a choice. It's a choice that you're making instead of understanding and and recognizing the higher call of what are you learn what are you learning? Right. Maybe this is coming in for whatever it is, and a year from now you'll be able to look back and understand that this piece actually offered this amazing wisdom and knowledge and experience that you now carry, you now have strength, you now have whatever it is that you gained from it. Um, and like we were talking before, it's that something that I think gets misconstrued between it's a choice as far as suffering. It does not mean you're not going to feel the emotions or the pain. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Pain and suffering are do two different things, right? But but we have been conditioned that they're not exactly. Um, Yeah. On both sides, we're conditioned that pain and suffering are the same thing in in the humanness of being, a, you know, on this planet. And then the spiritual aspect, you know, well, pain and suffering is a choice. It's like, well, no, suffering is a choice. Pain, pain is our bodies, like we talked about in the last mm-hmm. one, our information. They're mm-hmm. going to be processing the information because we are energetic beings that are feelers. Right. Um, and we're moving into, you know, I do want to speak to... um 
the collective energies on the planet are intensifying. And I know people are, are experiencing physical issues, headaches, anxiety, major anxiety, um, heart issues. The Schumann resonance spiked well over 200 two days ago. Wow. And it was unmeasurable. It was going off the charts and then it blacked out. And usually what happens from what I've read, a lot of times it blacks out because either it's unmeasurable or somehow the machine's gotten, t- gotten turned off. Um, and for those of you who don't know, the Schumann resonance is a guy by the name of something Schumann uh, discovered that there's a frequency that the earth emits. And it's usually at like four point, I just looked this up, like 4.34 hertz. hertz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, and we've been moving and, and been moving this whole year has mm-hmm. been going into higher and higher, different mm-hmm. spikes, different blackouts, kind of. And we've all been affected by it. We're also affected by solar flares and the lunar eclipse that just right. happened. And we're about to go into a solar eclipse. And oh, by the way, there's also a winter solstice on the 21st, which is this huge portal. So the energies are intensifying on the planet. And the, for me and what I, I have experienced and what I feel is happening. We're we're either as a, a human species, we're either choosing to to wake up more and more to who we are and our human potential, um, or we're choosing to go more and more asleep. The middle ground is is not it's like you you can't really be a fence sitter anymore. People are choosing, I'm noticing one side or the other, like hmm. it's becoming more polarized, which is really, really fascinating. But this year has been energetically we have been like going through the fire the alchemical fire of you either get to look at your shit and what you're afraid of and what these things are that are coming up or you go more asleep which Mm -hmm. that's why i think this polarity is happening and the solstice is all around heart opening Mm -hmm. and how many times i mean how many of us guard our hearts and protect our hearts or don't even really pay attention to our hearts you know do we sit there and give you know fill into that heart space and or am i closed off or am i where am I open? Where am I allowing myself to receive? Which is on the backside mm-hmm. of your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, how is my posture? Am I hunched over in my shoulders, you know, or guarding my heart? Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to speak to that because this is this is definitely happening on the planet. And all of us are feeling it in one way or, one way or another. Um, but... On the other side, it's like it's such it's such a beautiful thing that we are being so supported and moving to this age of Aquarius and literally moving into a whole other dimension, not dimension, well, dimension, but placement in the astrals. Like we're moving into a quote unquote higher mm-hmm. place in the astrals. It's really fascinating and scary. It can feel scary for people. Yeah, because we cling to the known, right? Uh-huh. And we're we're really being asked to trust the unknown, to trust the surrender, trust the the journey, trust, you know, trust the process, trust ourselves. That Marianne Williamson quotes coming up. We're more, we're more afraid of our greatness. Yeah. And that's so true. Yeah. I know we've spoken to this many times, but I don't, I feel like this is, it's more true now than it ever has been. Yeah. You know, are we really that afraid of stepping into more and more of what we can be? Yeah. In fact, I was just talking about this with a client yesterday and like talking to how everything we experience in life um, benefits us in one way or another. And the benefit may not look like a positive thing, but that very thing, we cling to being small because the benefit is then we don't need to step into that. It feels safer. Yeah, it feels safe, whatever. So learning how to 
to recognize that and then give ourselves permission to trust ourselves, really, mm-hmm. to stand on our own two feet and express ourselves, whatever that looks like in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And following into what this was saying, as far as, you know, when he's using that story of the Masons, one who's found his his life, you know, his, his calling, and the other one who's just working. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that, too, is what we're talking about. Are you living your calling in this life and doing things that make you feel heart-centered and fulfilled and moving through life and having a grand adventure and experience and Mm -hmm. seeing the wonderment and all the things that unfold, or are you just existing? Yeah, which I think that's interesting to look at. Um, It it reminds me of a conversation I had with my oldest son, who is definitely a starseed indigo child. Like Mm -hmm. he's always lived life on his own terms and been the lone wolf and just lived like he walks to the beat of his own drum. He always has. And as a parent, and he's my first, you know, I was definitely parenting from the way I was parented Mm -hmm. and really pushing him to excel in school and to keep all these options open. So you have choices down the road and just projection, like vomit all over him, you know, of what I would well, you were doing back what you then. knew. Yeah, back yeah. then, what I had valued in life. I'm right. different now. And he looked at me, and he was probably, I don't know, 15, 16 at the time. He looked at me, and he goes, Mom, what if I am happy being a garbage collector? And I had to take a huge step back. And go, what if? And sit with that and yeah. go, you know what? You're right. It's not my life to live. And I don't get to project my values on you. And you get to be happy in whatever that looks like. And, and so this whole idea of finding fulfillment, that's interesting. You know, that's going to be different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And well, in that first sentence, all paths lead to spirit. And it's really just, I mean, this journey is your own. And you can't, nobody can tell you mm-hmm. what your journey, what your path looks like. Mm-hmm. And I remember years ago um, when I first started stepping into more of the spiritual path, um, there was, I think because for me, I had been so conditioned, especially with Mormonism, you know, you hold to the iron rod mm-hmm. and that's what we're taught. And it is one path and mm-hmm. one path and it's a thin, narrow path. And don't be tempted right. by- I you step off the path, right, it's over. Right. <laughs> and- um, and I remember, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but I remember having a conversation that you are never not on your right path. Never. Well, one of the books I read coming out of Mormonism was Neil Donald Walsh. Um, Conversations with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, in, he says in that, I'll pass leave back to God. Where else yeah. would it go? And that right. was like this big... It's not like this ladder explosion. that we climb up that's thin and narrow or this yeah. path. It's yeah. like, no, everything... There's not there's not a right or a wrong in the path that you're choosing. Yeah. It just is. It's well, what yeah. you're choosing to experience until you choose something different. And I feel like the co-creative piece is, okay, I'm going to experience this with suffering, or I'm going to experience this with joy, or I'm going to experience this with a lot of struggle, or I'm going to resist, or da, 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 da. like yeah. that's the piece that, but where else are we going to go? Like, right. Well, it reminds me of that book, that Afterlife of Billy Fingers, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful book with, especially for those that believe in multiple lifetimes and that this is this this existence is not the only one. And um, here's somebody who lived out of his car and was a drug addict, and right. yet it was exactly what he chose to experience right. in that lifetime. Yeah, from all 
all value systems, his life was a failure. Right. But then he was channeling to his sister or she was channeling him um, that it was exactly what he chose. It was chose. exactly perfect. Yeah. And it didn't halt him. Yeah, there was him no judgment around his life and kept him from progressing in yeah. the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> progressing. I mean, I say that loosely, but I think everyone knows what I'm I'm communicating. But it was just an expression. Right. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of expression, I started reading the I think it's the Bringers of the Dawn, and it's a channeled book from the Palladians. And Val and I have talked about aliens and stuff in the past. <laughs> so hopefully you've listened to some of those. Um but this this had a different a little bit of a different um construct with how earth when it was created and it doesn't talk about who created it or anything and really it doesn't matter but um that because there was polarity and free choice that it was something that was fought over as far as who would get to control and I'm using air quotes control earth and so it was fought over and um, there were, there was a certain, I can't remember who she said, I think it may have been the Anunnaki who had won, mm-hmm. um, the battle and the original humanoid that was created and was on earth actually had a 12 helix DNA yeah. that was connected to 12 yeah. chakras. And when they came in and, and bred and dumbed down, um, the the DNA system and dumb down the human to be able to be more controlling and more manipulative. Right. A slave. Uh, yes. Yeah. It, they they may have disconnected because they were, she talks about how they were fant- like amazing geneticists and so mm-hmm. could go in and do that. Mm-hmm. And all of that is still within us. It's just dormant. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they disconnected and removed it. They can't do that. They just deactivated. Right. So speaking about all paths lead to God, all this is for experience and understanding. We're in a phase in our planet right now that our planet is literally ascending. We're literally being forced or... We and we chose into this. Mm-hmm. This is one thing that I like. We chose in to be here at this time on this planet for everything that we're going through, whether you're experiencing pain and suffering or your whatever it is on that on that spectrum. You did choose into this. I believe that to the core of my being, and I know you believe that as well. Mm-hmm. And it is a huge. My belief system is we're. Yes, we may have been a slave race and we chose into that on some level for however long. And now we're choosing to wake up. We're fucking waking up and waking up to more and more of who we actually are, Mm -hmm. which is not something that we can be controlled and manipulated. It is something that we can step more and more into who we are and be completely seen and not judged Mm -hmm. or not carry the fear of judgment anymore because who the fuck cares? This is my life. This is what I'm choosing. And trust me, I've had my own, like I've dealt, I've battled with this internally. In fact, I just sat with a group, um, this stunning group that um, has welcomed my husband and I in and we've started spending time together. And this last event that we did just a few nights ago we ended up doing a group healing on all of us took turns on this table and it was all around the heart chakra and all of us brought whatever it was as far as our medicine. And I noticed, I mean, it was like, we weren't going into it expecting that. And the gal that was facil- facilitating said, you know, this is what I'm feeling. And so it's like, okay, everyone leaned in. There was one guy there that had never done anything like this before. And so mm. he was like, holy shit. Yeah. And I noticed me going a little bit into judgment with, well, shit, how do, how am I going to show up in this, in this space? I can just do Reiki and, and hang out and do that. Or I can step into my shamanness and yeah. go, okay, I need to move over here. And this is what I'm feeling. And there was a few other people in there that were, were doing that. And it took me a few times to be like, I don't fucking care what people think. And yeah. I, I have my own 
you know, I see things, I have a lot of wisdom and, Mm -hmm. and just stepping more into that instead of being small, you know, Mm -hmm. taking up space Mm -hmm. and being okay with being in that and being who I am, that Ananda version of myself. And it was just interesting to witness in myself of how I've, I've, I've definitely personally come more and more into that. Okay, this is who I am. And it's taken however many years, but it's, it's refreshing to, to lean in. Right. And what, what do we have to lose? Like, what do we have to lose? What are you so afraid of? Losing people in your life? Right. People come and go. It's the life, death, life cycle. Right. I've been talking for a lot. I'm going to stop now. No, I love it. Um, well, I feel a lot of times being seen is, is fearful and I wonder why. And yet we all crave it. Well, it's, I would say we need to be seen like yeah. that is a, that's not even create. It's not even just a craving. It's actually like an essential need, you know, it probably awakens and activates aspects of us. It's yeah. like, it reminds me of avatar. They're greeting where I see you. Yeah. Well, you in, in the family constellation work, that was always such a huge healing piece is I right. see you and it's not who I want you to be or who you've been. I see you Yeah. right now. Without judgment. Like all of, like all pieces. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. If you ever want to step into that sacred witness space um, where you're not fixing, you're not, mm-hmm. you're just holding space. I see you. That's such a powerful one container the, to hold. And one of the, the best places to do that is for yourself. Oh, yeah. Mirror yeah. work is so powerful. Yeah. And It's so challenging. Well, even automatic writing or writing down wherever you're feeling and really allowing yourself to witness yourself and where you're at. I had a a gal once that I worked with that used to do, um, and for some reason this keeps coming up. She would have you go in front of the mirror and for like three minutes say, I am, and just whatever it comes through, mm-hmm. I am, I am a coconut, I am a pineapple, I am water, I am da, 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 and see what starts coming out because it starts pulling the subconscious. Interesting. And be witness to yeah. what starts popping because it's accessing the subconscious mind, which is a lot of times their subconscious mind is actually running the show and we don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it was an interesting exercise to do. And that's yeah. been coming up. So I guess I'm going to offer that in this space that that's an exercise too, just to see if you can't quite get to the root of what, why do I keep creating blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And this actually is another, I had a conversation last night with a friend of mine and I recently experienced this. We are not ever blame, not, we are never, um, how do I say this? With all experiences, we chose into it. Whether whether it's happening to us or whether we're creating it. Right. And this is one of those pieces that's really challenging because when things are happening to us, usually, and I went through this and you know this, with someone that it was like, oh, this is for sure more her stuff. But I had to go inward and go, why am I attracting this? Or and why is it activating? Why? Well, right? why am I attracting this? Because that, yeah. that there is a part of why am I attracting this? Yeah. What is it bumping up as far as my subconscious beliefs that I can yeah. be minimized, forgotten, all these pieces, even though she's the one that's that's acting that out, I still attracted it somehow. And I think that's one of the hardest pieces to look at. I mean, when we're creating something and there's chaos, sometimes it's like, okay, fuck, yes, I did, da-da-da-da-da. But when something's happening to us and we're a victim of it, why am I attracting it? I think that's one of the most challenging places to look at when we have to look at our stuff, in my experience. Mm -hmm. I I, I always go there, though. And sometimes I take too much responsibility 
as you know. Like, yeah. but I you to don't, me you don't anymore. Right in the past, in the but past. to me, that's where my power is, right? Because I can shift, I the can change creator. me, I can show up differently, I can do the healing work, I can see the wounded par- part that needs to be integrated. So it gives me that um, <laughs> control is the wrong word, but empowered. It feels it's empowering. Empower, yeah, that's otherwise I otherwise I am victim. Mm-hmm. If I have no ability to change it, yeah. then I'm a victim. Or expecting someone else to do whatever you think you need for this to get peace and restitution. It's like, well, you can't, you can't expect that. You can't plan on that. Right. You know, right. You can't change anyone but yourself is Uh my, my belief. Oh, it's a hundred percent mine. There's no, I think that's, that is one of the fundamental truths on this planet. Yeah. Is you, you cannot change anything but yourself. And when you do that, then it radiates out. I was talking to, I met with this therapist the other day, actually just two days ago, um, just about possibly speaking at some of the things that he's doing and, you know, a conversation, we're getting to know each other. So the conversations went to all these different, different aspects. And he was talking about, they have a machine that they're bringing in that, um, essentially helps with stimulating. They work with vets and things like that and people who have severe PTSD. Mm. So this machine helps with stimulating different neural pathways that have been dormant, um, Anyway, long conversation. But he was talking about a camera. He was he was talking about uh, Masaru Emoto mm-hmm. and the water and the ca- mm-hmm. the camera that they use to take the pictures of the the water crystals. And I need to do some research on this because something doesn't quite match up. But there's a camera that can take. It's not taking pictures of your aura, but it's taking pictures of the energetic field that you're putting out. Interesting. And the camera, and I think the University of Utah has it. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're in fear or lack, there are our field only goes out maybe four inches from sure. from our chest. Yep. But when we're in a place of gratitude, love, that place, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it goes or out eight. of the room. Yeah. They can't measure it. Oh, yeah. Which to me is fascinating because A, love is a universal language. That's right. where we're moving into is the right. eyes of the heart. I Just as a reminder, the heart has a mini brain, which is also fascinating. Right. Um, but on the energetic anatomy aspect – our energetic anatomy, when we go into the quantum realm of the energetic matrix of who we are, mm-hmm. it is, it's way out of the room. It is mm-hmm. universal. And I believe that on that, I'm wondering if this goes out into the energetic matrix of who we are that actually connects in with the energetic matrix of everyone because we are, we are all connected. We well, are that all would one. Make, that would make total right? sense. Be- and also like the hundred monkey theory yeah right is as we change we're changing the collective consciousness we're we're changing the collective uh-huh. on all the levels it's funny that you just said that because i was just listening to something that alberto was doing that just that talked about the hundred monkey theory and i'm like oh that's interesting yeah so that's funny you just said that yeah do you want to say what the hundred monkey theory is well, for sure. those that don't know sure so the i don't know where it was taking place but in the island somewhere yeah they were a scientist taught a monkey to wash the banana or the fruit in the river before eating it. And so the monkey started doing that. And the, those in the community were observing this monkey doing that. And so they all started doing it. Mm-hmm. So then the whole community is now exhibiting this new behavior. And then the fascinating part is monkeys all across the world started doing this new behavior, even though they didn't observe it physically, they're not in the same locale, Mm -hmm. like they're, I don't know, monkeys in South America and then monkeys in Asia, you know, now they're exhibiting the same behavior. And so the theory is when you get a 
certain number, they're saying a hundred monkeys that are shifting behavior, shifting patterns, shifting thoughts, then it will go out into the collective and just become part of the new behavior. Yeah. It reverberates out into Mm -hmm. the, which is fascinating. It is fascinating. Yeah. And goes into, I think it's that energetic, the, our energetic makeup, our energetic matrix. Um, yeah. Well, be the change you want to see, right? Mm -hmm. As you change, everything changes. And sometimes though that change feels uncomfortable. You're going to, people can fall out of your life. You know, relationships can end because you are shifting. And that is, I remember sitting in a Gabby Bernstein workshop. I don't know however long ago. And that was one of the questions a woman asked. She goes, when I come here, these are my people and I love this and it so resonates and speaks to my soul and my heart. But then I go back home and my environment is not this. Mm-hmm. And that that is probably one of the biggest um, difficulties, I would say, of becoming more and more when you've chosen a life for so long that where you're following whatever you think you're supposed to do and now you shift into a heart-centered, soulful living it can completely turn your world upside down. Oh, of course. Yeah. And yet it is, you know, you will be happier. You well, will. The, well, the other piece of it, you'll have to let go of the things and people that no longer resonate, but you're also opening up to receive your tribe. Right. Of those people that you have soul frequency with. Like there's so much of a, that's so like, there's such a deeper sense of fulfillment. Yeah. Even in, in your romantic partnerships yeah. too, having oh, that, because those, those are some of the most painful places, you know, when you, you know, you have to end that, you know, marriage, whatever it is, it's hard. It is. Yeah. It's hard, but it even if you know, it's not the right thing, even though, you know, it's for the highest good. It's still painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But the suffering comes when we hold on, right? right. Which is so true. It's the so longer true. we hold on, when we know that we need to do something, you're really, you're putting your light out. Yeah. Um, you're putting your light out. You know, I, uh, yeah, that, I think this is going to be, never mind. I'm not going to bring that up. That's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. I guess it comes back to the flow and trust again, trust the unknown, like trust that. In fact, it was a friend of ours, Rachel. She said, um, I just always expect that the next thing is going to be even better. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we were talking about moving because I do tend to get attached to things. I'm sentimental. I have a lot of water. A lot of us are. Yeah. Yeah. And so letting go of things is a practice yeah. for sure. Well, and change. A lot of people struggle with change. Yeah. The loyalty to mm-hmm. things or people. Your routines and your patterns and your habits. And, and yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. There's something I was going to say now. I can't remember what it was. I don't, I don't know, but oh, I can't remember what it was. I was going to say it. It'll me. come back to you. Yeah. You'll be like, and this is it. <laughs> yeah. Ta-da-da. Yeah. I mean, even I, I was sitting with, this thought last night, um, cause I think my daughter was watching a show and Christmas music came up. I haven't turned on Christmas m- music yet. Like right now I'm not even interested in. It's cause it's not snowing. So I think that always, it's like when the snow is like, Oh, it's Christmas time. Well, I'm, I'm wanting to redefine holidays mm. for me because I'm not resonating with the commercialism aspect of it. And I'm not resonating with the religious aspect of it. And so I'm like, well, maybe I need to start diving into the origins of why, why is this a part mm-hmm. of our, 
our celebrations, our, well, cele- celebration, but why is it even a part of our tradition? Mm-hmm. Like what is the roots of it? Yeah. That's fascinating to me. And it all goes back to paganism. Right. And mm-hmm. so Christmas is around the 12 days of Yule and mm-hmm. it's all shamanic because it's connected to the earth, to the, the seasons, like anyway. And so Christmas music came on and the thought was, this is a mind program to get us to go into that program of buying, of being in the commercial aspect of it, or to turn to the religious programs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause music is powerful mm-hmm. in what it can elicit. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting thought. And it's interesting so just thought. kind of sitting with, with being conscious around it, mm-hmm. you know, I think I've been reminded um, recently as far as the magic, like there is a magic element that does happen around this time, especially for children, you mm-hmm. know, that wonderment, that curiosity, that excitement that, you know, and even with getting presents, you know, there is, I can remember my mom still has these two dolls that she had given my sister and I that you can't play with. You plug them in and they move and they have this candle and they slowly move back and mm. forth. And she had them out and she was like, yeah, yours has a droopy eye now, and, <laughs> you know, just kind of funny, but you know, to her, she's like, these are fond memories. And I actually have really fond memories because there is something magical about whatever the stories have been created. And, and I hear you on the commercialism and, and whatnot. And for me, I love putting up my tree. I yeah, love watching, tree is on, beautiful. Yeah. you know, Christmas movies. And I still put out a nativity and it's, I, after I left Mormonism, I'm like, God, do I still put this out or not? And it's like, yeah, I'll still put this out. You know, it's still an event that happened. My belief system's different as far as some of the things that had happened around it. But, um, Anyway, in fact, I was just reading that this there's these two stars that will be extremely close in the sky here this year, and the last time it happened was supposedly on Christ's birth, which wasn't in December. Yes, I know, <laughs> which wasn't in December. But you know, yeah, um, all the things that have come into play, and yeah. anyway, yeah, I have a box full of um, nativity sets, and I haven't put them out for a long time. In fact, when you're if you're religious, just take this with tongue-in-cheek well everyone gets to choose how they want to engage (laughs) and that year I mean we were out of the church but I still had the nativities up I think it was the first year that we had left and we were playing Monopoly and we were short (laughs) we were short one game piece (laughs) and so one of my kids irreverently said I gotta be baby Jesus (laughs) (laughs) and put baby Jesus Jesus on the Monopoly board and this is the funny. funny part my parents were coming over for dinner we were playing and just at the moment they walk through the door, so one of my kids go, pass go, baby Jesus. <laughs> so funny. So like, oh my God, we're so irreverent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But this so. is where, you know, we, and in that group that I was just telling you about that we were doing healing on each other, it's like the spirituality and energetics and whatever, and even life, like we don't have to be so fucking serious. Right. Right. We can have fun and silliness and joy and childlike wonder and play, play. Yeah. That's been a huge thing. Like a huge, um, calling in is play because we can work where we can play. We can work where we play and I'm done with the work or joy. Like I want joyful work. Like I appreciate working hard and it's joyful. Like it's yeah, playful. Things that you it's, enjoy, but that's yeah. that soulful where you feel like, okay, this, 
This fills me like I love doing sessions. I've been, yeah. And I was just thinking about that the other day because I resisted it for so long that it took me five years. I posted about this because I had I was reflecting on really I stepped out of my training five years ago because my kids and yada, yada, yada. And I stepped out really ultimately because I was scared. Mm-hmm. There was a fear that I had with it. Mm-hmm. And um, because for me, I have such a like, I feel like such as responsibility, even though it's not me. Right. But it is me. Right. But I'm, you know, because I'm when you go into a session, you ask for a clear and present channel and you you kind of you put your you get out your way. brain out of the yeah. equation. That's why for me, I don't Your remember a, a lot that yeah. happens in sessions. But there's that human aspect, too, of holy shit, like I'm facilitating somebody's healing. And some of this stuff is massive healing mm-hmm. that's asking to be had. Mm-hmm. But the more and more I'm like, I have so like the more sessions I'm doing, the more sessions I'm doing, the more of this sweetness. And like, I cannot, like words cannot put in, I cannot put words on the the inner fulfillment and joy and mm-hmm. alignment. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to put it, but it's just, it's it's fascinating to watch and stunning to watch. And especially for me, you know, closing down a, closing down a clothing business and not knowing what my path would look like and knew knowing that I would be moving more and more into this energetic, the Ananda version of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just, this is that curiosity and that wonder of we get to just be open. Yeah. That's, I'm glad you said that. Cause I wanted to circle back to where we were talking about paths and how do you know you're on your path? To me, it's a path of ease. It's a passive, a path of joy, a, a path that feels exciting, even though there may be challenges, it's not a, it's not a roadblock. It's actually just like, oh, I'm curious about this and where where is this going to take me? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's never like a stopping point. And if it is a hard stop, then it's like, oh, I need to divert over here. You know, and it is that curiosity mm-hmm. and it's a lightness. Um, yeah. And that's different for everyone. Yeah, that was the other thing when we were talking about um, Neil, I brought up Neil Donald Walsh. Um, it makes... <laughs> This is not connected, and it is <laughs> yoga teacher who did integral yoga, which in their ashram they have all the spiritual traditions represented, mm-hmm. and they all it's like circular, and in the center is source, and so they all lead to center. And mm-hmm. he was saying we need all. It's like life is this this beautiful play, and we need all the parts. We need all the 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 actors, basically all we of all the, have a unique expression, yeah, a unique footprint, a yeah. unique way of being in the world. So it's like, what lights you up? What makes you feel excited? Yeah. And if you're on this, in this place where it feels like an energy drain, like, look at that. Mm-hmm. Is this in resonance or what, how am I creating this? Is this what I'm choosing? Or, you know, to yeah. me, it's all comes back to energy. Well, and I, I think it was the same friend that I had that conversation with um, and again, this was years ago, but she she had a belief and I liked this and I could see it in my head that really all of us want to be in the middle of our path, you know, and sometimes when we get a little bit off to the right or the left, we're going to bump up against those edges and those edges are either places where we get to look at, okay, where's my resistance? Why am I being triggered? Mm-hmm. Why am I feeling sad? Why am I angry? Why am I, whatever mm-hmm. that is, you know, those mm-hmm. are just opportunities for you that's asking, that's being asked to look at so that you can come back to center and then keep 
moving along your path and then something else will come in. And, and that is part of the ebbs and flows of life. It's yeah. always, it's constant. And it is that place of not being a victim to it, but just being the observer of it and experiencing it and having less attachment to what's happening. Um, and I had posted, I like, as you were talking, I'm like, I saw this. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so true. If it is complicated, it's from ego. Spirit is simple. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I told you before the podcast. That's what I've been calling in. Cause for 11 years, my life, especially, I mean, I'm talking business cause we're talking about paths and purpose. And, um, it was hard. It was fucking hard. And a lot of times when I would come to a door, I'd figure out how the fuck to knock that down, Yeah, which is not always the answer. It can be, but it's not always the answer. And because I was so in that um, masculine way of being, Mm -hmm. instead of stepping back and really tapping into, okay, is this a door that needs to be knocked down? Or, you know, what, why is it here? And Mm -hmm. being curious Mm -hmm. with why this is coming up instead of, are you kidding me? And no, not nothing, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And that I saw that and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so perfect because really it's like if I feel like for me in my life, pulling that in of if, if it's my path, it'll be flow, it'll be ease and it won't be hard. Yeah. And for us also being able to ask for that and ask for things. I also was asking for a sign with some, and I was asking, I'm like, all right, universe, show me if this is the Mm -hmm. property. And, Mm -hmm. and then I had this, you know, these crazy signs that had happened. And it's like these little subtle things that being in, in really a relationship to where we truly do believe that we can be Mm co-creators means that we're, we are stepping to the table, but we're not the ones constantly driving the ship and thinking that we have to make sure that this happens. Yeah. To me, that's power versus force, right? Mm-hmm. That, um, I can't remember yeah. his name that wrote oh, I, it. Yeah. But it's all about healing third chakra. Like yeah. those are power and force both are in third chakra. And are we going to force our way through or are we going to be empowered and allow things to fall yeah. in alignment? And when they're in alignment, it's powerful. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Mm. Super cool. Super cool. Well, if it's going to be cold, it might as well snow. I'm just saying. I know. It's December and it's like, all right. How's that for a squirrel moment? Uh, Squirrel. I I think it's because we're done. Thank you for being right with me, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking, I was thinking, I feel cold in the mic. I know. I turn the heater, but it's too bad. It's okay. Um, Yeah, I think we're done. Well, (laughs) so that's all we've got for you. (laughs) Don't know why I'm doing like the roadrunner. Do we have an ask? Sure. Um, We've talked about water. We've talked about paths. We've talked about flow and ease. Um, An observation. Yeah. Curious. How, yeah. Mm. Can you be curious about what's showing up in your life without judgment? Judgment again, puts us in separation and suffering. I believe judgment creates suffering. Oh, a hundred judgment creates a lot of like really, truly, if as a planet, we can let go of judgment. Yeah. We'll be a different species. Yeah. And judgment is different than discernment. Let's just say that because yeah. we do need to use discernment. Like, yeah, that might not be the best choice for Maybe me. You shouldn't walk down that alleyway with those creepy guys down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I believe you still could. And as and long it- as you're in your power. <laughs> Anywho. But yeah, yes. one or one trying like, to use an example. <laughs> yeah. Of discernment versus judgment. <laughs> I mean, this this is a fine line. And we were trying to wrap up. <laughs> so no, my Wonder Woman just came out, though. Dun, dun. Yeah, I don't know the song. So where can, where can you use curiosity in your life yeah. and just watch and this be curious with what unfolds? Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Have a beautiful day. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for joining us today and spending some of your valuable time with us. We hope there was something that you gained in your awareness that you can now share into the world. Remember, you are a divine creator. So what are you creating today? Come check us out on Instagram, Finding Oneness in Duality. We'd love to hear your feedback. We would just love to hear from you. Please feel free to come check us out. Relationships are two-sided, so come be the other side. Finding.oneness.in.duality. It's too long. (laughs) Thank you so... Okay, you gotta stop laughing. (laughs) Oh, you even got it? Okay. I had to pull that in. (laughs) (laughs) Laughter is good for the soul. All right. Squirrel. (laughs) Okay.